Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to T25CO and Galaxy Talk Radio, and I am your host, Rosalind Jordan-Mills, here at Rosalind's Corner. Um, as always, you know, we like to start out our show talking about the great things that we're doing here at T25CL, great company, innovative company that we're doing great things, you know, uh, providing for independent artists and their music, a platform to get your music out there on a global scale. Uh, but, of course, you know, we uh, do so many things. Our film, United We Stand, is now on our website for viewing. Just go to www.t25cl.com and go to the link at the top of the, of the page where you see UWS, the movie, which stands for United We Stand, the movie. Rent it for only $5.95. You can watch it over the next 48 hours. And you will be inspired. Yes, you will. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, um, uh, tonight is more um, of an open forum. Um, we're going to have a few people call in. But uh, we're also having a Christmas show um, on December the 9th here at The Space um, where we're going to have uh, the Five Tempting Men. We're going to have none other than myself, Rosalind Jordan Mills, giving a tribute to the ladies of Motown. It's going to be so much fun. And, of course, we're going to have doo-woppers. We're going to have a comedian there. And so it's going to be some fun going on. And I invite you guys to come on. Go to our website. You'll see the, you'll see the, um, the flyer there. Uh, where you can go on and, and uh, call. You'll have the number there where you can call to get your tickets or you can get the tickets at the door, okay? Uh, there will be two showings, so we want everybody to let us know. You want to go to the first show or the second show, but it's going to be phenomenal. Yes, it will. Um, okay, so now, uh, of course, we're going to have an open forum tonight, and I'm, I'm having Miss, is this Miss Lisa calling in right now? Uh, Hello. Hello. This, is, this is Alex. Oh, hi, Alex. Oh, great, great, great. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right, so tonight we've got an open forum, and I, I, I actually, you know, there's so much going out in this world today. I mean, if you'll just look at the news of with everything that's going on today, um, it's just um, jaw-dropping. Uh, eye-opening, um, and, and you know, so much, just so much that we you can never cover it all in, in one show. So I wanted to see what it would be that you would want to speak on that really is heavy on your heart. Because we can talk about so many things. We can talk about immigration. 
We can talk about um, the things with this political realm. We can talk about Fidel Castro. Hello, somebody. Uh, some things that uh, even I didn't know, and I, I'm up there now, y'all. Um, but, you know, you're hearing all these bad things about these people, but you never really know what really is going on behind those closed doors that a lot of people don't know about. So um, tonight, of course, we're going to open it up, and I know there's so many things that people want to discuss, but um, Alex, what, what's on your mind? How was your day? Let me put it like that. <laughs> um, my day was good. It was real good, um, productive, uh, busy. <laughs> But okay. um, what's what's on my mind is, um, you know, I've been hearing, you know, we've had a lot of things go on recently in the political sphere, and then, you know, all of these realizations are regarding our condition as a people. And what really is heavy on my mind tonight is, you know, the condition of blacks in America, that's my mm. focus, and, um, you know, the lack of generational wealth that we have, and then um, uh, my my question to you, it would be, where do we start um, to create this wealth? And then, um, and then you know, um, why are we in the situation that we're in? Oh, you know what? That's a heavy question. And that was one thing that we were talking about just Monday night. And we were talking about how... We as black people, and just people, you know, in general, but we, 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 we like to bring it home. Um, we are so busy being materialistic within ourselves instead of trying to spread the wealth among ourselves, bringing everything to the community. Um, when you think about businesses and you think about major corporations, I don't know of any major corporation besides Johnson. Uh, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Uh, mm, 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 mm. It, it, the main name just escaped me right now. But you think about major corporations that are all out there in this in this conglomerate in this world, and I cannot think of any that are black owned. And we think about each other and we think about ourselves. You know, someone shared just the other day. And they said, the trouble with us as black people is that we're so busy trying to outdo one another. We're being so materialistic about our bling, our cars, our, our you know, what we wear, and, and that, which was not bad. I mean, we, we want them to look nice, but the thing of it is we're so... Our self-esteem as black people is seems to be so eroded. I mean, I know there's people out there saying, you know what, I, I have a high self-esteem, you know, or, or there's nothing wrong with my self-esteem. But then I think when we look at the majority, we're so busy trying to put on the wealth on ourselves, on our bodies, um, like saying, you know, this gold chain makes me, or this this suit makes me, or this this uh, car makes me, or this house makes me, or you know, that's not what makes you. You're an individual, and when you think about yourself as an individual, as a human being, as someone who has self worth, 
that then you are able to bring it into monetization to help those in, who are, are less fortunate, to bring uh, stores, major stores, black-owned stores to the black communities. You see, um, uh, um, like I'm saying, Koreans coming into the black community, but the wealth is not staying there. The Mexicans are Hispanic are in our black communities, but they're in their own communities as well. They stick together. And you see so much going on within our community. Why is it? And, you know, and it seems like there's that, that big question, why is always out there, but there's never a solid answer. Why can't we come together as a people? Instead of trying to backstab and, and, and cutting your eyes at your sister and, and trying to say who she thinks she is, kind of, you know, kind of thing, or the brother man trying to outdo the other brother man, or you or you got the, the bloods and the crips still killing one another when, when that, that, that was your cousin right down the street that you just shot. These things that's going on within our community has got to stop. But the thing of it is, where is the starting point? For it to stop, where do we get the mindset or how do we get the mindset to say we are sick and tired of being sick and tired of killing ourselves and struggling, struggling, struggling? So when you think about um, our, 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 our economy, when we think about our health issues, when we think about our education, when we think about all these things that's taking place with us as an, as African Americans, um, we are still not at the bottom of the totem pole, but almost there because we still have the racism going on. Okay, we still have those things that are that we are being deprived of. We're trying to get an education, and this is what really got me too. There are black universities that are being shut down because they're not being productive in, in their um, um, producing educated uh, individuals, students coming out of these universities. So when there's not production, then there's lack of financial or fi- finances, there's lack of grants, lack of financial aid. All these things have taken place. So why can't these black universities produce these young people? Why can't they get that education that they need? So why? So so then now no now they're shutting them down because they're not being productive. Instead of taking it around, and saying what can we do to help them be productive? They're just shutting them down. So uh, it, it's very discouraging when you think about these things that's going on. And too many people are turning a, a blind eye to what's going on. Oh, that's not my problem. And you know what? That's their problem down the street. Well, no, because eventually it's going to be at your front door. Eventually. So where, where we think about all the things that's going on in this world and with our own individual lives, you know, I, I would say it always starts with us. It, it starts with us. Where do we start? Where does it start? Well, it starts with us. So I, I know it's, it's. I went on a little rant, rant right there, but I, I you know, you, you know what I'm coming. You know where I'm coming from, though. Yeah. Well, I just want to uh, bring up something, right? 
you mm-hmm. remember during the campaign, Donald Trump said, uh, uh, spoke speaking in his one of his few occasions, speaking towards black people, saying, "You don't have no school. Your neighborhood sucks. This, that, and the other. What other choice do you have?" Yeah, what do you say? What like is it. the exact words? What do you got to lose? What do you got to lose, right? So we didn't like mm-hmm. it because somebody else was telling us this, right? Somebody mm-hmm. else that we didn't like the way he came at us. But the thing about it is, he's right. Our neighborhood sucks. <laughs> we have bad schools. You know, we 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 have to tell ourselves that, sit down and recognize that condition that we're in. Because if we're just going to point to, oh, yeah, well, we have Whitney Houston and we got, well, we don't have Whitney Houston anymore here. Um, but we have all these people, these representatives. There's a small faction of our population that are successful, yes, but we, the majority of us, we got bad schools, we live in poor neighborhoods, and I just recently heard um, Yvette Carnell, I, I know you've listened to her a little bit. Yeah. She, um, <laughs> she gave some statistics on... Um, on generational wealth and how long would it take the black uh the blacks in America to to close that generational that wealth gap that we have between us and whites. So for us to catch up to whites it's going to take us about 228 years, right? That's one. For uh, for Hispanics to catch up to whites it's going to take them 84 years. How is it that uh, a population such as that that you know their their history in the United States, yes, in certain areas they've been here for generations that we had a war and they, you know, we won or whatever. But how is it that the descendants of slaves, it's going to take them 228 years versus a Hispanic population and we still want to say, okay, let's, um, let's be okay with uh, continued immigration. I... I, I'm from another country, but I still believe that the United States has a responsibility to its people first before they mm-hmm. take care of anyone else. Mhm, mhm, mhm. You know, so um, when we talk about us being against each other, <clears throat> you know, we have to understand and be empathetic to why, right? So. When you, you know, even though we're different than our ancestors, but we're actually the same, right? We're a creation of them, right? So we're we're uh-huh. descendants of them, right? So in our DNA, it's already been encrypted that trauma, that post-traumatic stress disorder of slavery is in our DNA, right? So some yes. of us were strong enough to get out of that um, type of mentality and progress and then turn around and help others. But there are some sections of our community that when they've arrived, and I'll use Little Wayne as an example, uh, when they've arrived, they've turned their back on others, right? I'm here. I don't care about what you what you don't have. I did it so you could too. But everybody is not having the same situation. So my idea of uh, doing something for ourselves, establishing our wealth, right, with whatever amount of time that it's going to take is one we don't have a uh, we don't have grass to pull, so we got to get the grass from somewhere, right? Who owes us uh, the grass? The government, right? <laughs> so I agree totally with, with Yvette Carnell in that we need to go to the government and we need to demand things, right? We need to make sure that when they're giving out jobs, unfortunately, there's a lot of us that are unskilled and lack the uh, preparation to be able to take some 
jobs that require skills and degrees. So the jobs that you have, give it to the people that come from here first, and then you reach out once you fill those positions. Before they give us black folks a job, they'll give it to somebody from another country that has the same education skill set as somebody here looking for a job. That is not fair and it's not right. Well, you know what it is. It's cheap labor. Exactly. Exactly. It's cheap but labor. They, but we can't we can't keep doing that. We have to take we have to demand. And how do we demand it? Is that we have to start being more involved in what goes on in our local politics. Um, grow some of our own politicians, right? And get mm-hmm. people in in the right places. And then locally, we need to support our black business. Why is it that a black we will walk past, drive past a black business, and go to? Uh, a, a non-black business because we value their their goods more than we value our own people. That's not right. That is so true, and we see that every single day, every day. And the thing of it is, when you when you look at it, and it, like I said, it's so disheartening to see this. I mean, we can we can talk about this and 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 rant about this. But until we as people, as, until we stand up together as people, and st- like I said, stop dogging your sister, stop dogging your brother, you know, stop trying to kill one another. We need to cut that out and, and, and look where, where we really are going as a people. This nation is not, is not giving out no kind of handout. You have to get out there and struggle Get that education, stand up for what you know is right, and stand up for what our ancestors had gone through with this nation. We didn't ask to come here, but hey, we're here. So now we're living and here. We, and we built it. And we built it. Don't and forget about that. we built it. And we built it. Okay? And we built it. From the sweat of our brow, the breaking of our backs, and the and the and the and the, the the whips and 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 everything else, you know, we built this nation. And the thing of it is, when you look at we built this nation, can nobody come on? You know that you know I'm, uh, I got to say it. You know, the, the white people have said uh, we built this nation. Our forefathers have built this nation. Now, the uh, uh, people who we think about who wrote the Constitution. Um, who wrote the, the laws of this land, um, when they did that, they didn't have us in mind because we were still exactly. slaves. We were still slaves. We were looked upon as less than human beings. So when we think about uh, the 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 Bill of Rights when we talk about you know the the Constitution and all those things that was um, uh, drawn up back in the 1800s and so forth, um, we were not thought of. So now that we are wanting to be a people who needs uh, who needs for 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 the people of this land to recognize that we come from kings and queens. We come from royalty. That's where our ancestors come from. Now, I wasn't born in Africa, 
And my mother wasn't born in Africa. My my father, he's, he's half Indian, and my grandmother is full-blood Indian. So she is a Native American. So that makes me partially Native American. But I'm still right. African American. And my mother, um, go, when you go down that line, I know somewhere down that line, there's slavery in there where we were brought across that pond. So when you think about our lives now, today, and you think about where we're living today and how, excuse me, how we have built this nation and um, invented so many things. We need to do a, we need to do a book of inventions. You know what did the African Americans, uh, you know, black people invent? A lot. Um, that book would be that book would be humongous. Okay, it would be humongous. But we think about um, individuals who are out there who are, uh, you know, who have um, a heart or understand or try to understand, uh, you know, where we're coming from. Because you do have uh, white people and, and you know, Hispanic people who, you know, who are on the side of the African-Americans and see where they're coming from. But they don't live. They don't know what, it, what it's like to, to have lived um, um or have gone through what we've gone through. Even today, you know, you don't know what it is to be an African-American. You don't know what it is to be shunned and to be, you know, uh, ridiculed and be, you know, have racism so rampant against you and, and have the, the government and everything against you. And, uh, um, and, and, you know, it just goes on and on. I even look at the cabinet now with Trump. Now, he, like I said, and like we say, Ladies and gentlemen, he's made a few good points. Okay. But nonetheless, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people, African-American, black and, I mean, white, Hispanic, you know, everybody out there, thousands and thousands are protesting, saying he's not my president. Well, hey, he's in there now. What are we going to do? So let's see what the man's going to do. But. Well, we got we got to demand we got to demand some things of him. I don't care what he is, but he's got a job to do as a president, and he and we need to demand some things. We made a mistake. We didn't demand anything. And that's what what, why that's 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 my that's my 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 my, uh, you know thorn in the side is why didn't we demand? Why are the political people in in the political arena, the African Americans in the political arena? Why are they not out there demanding? You know, why is it that we cannot come together as a group at whole? I mean, to come together hundreds and thousands. I know there's a lot of political people out there, very well-educated political black people out there who can make a big, big difference. But why is it not taking place? Is it something that's going behind the doors that we can't see that they're going to make a they'll bust out all of a sudden, you know, and then, and uh, they'll, you know, make their, their stance? Uh, or is it just a, something gradually, gradually, like you say, it's going to take us 200 some years before we get anywhere here in America? That's sad. So when you think about um, um, his cabinet, like I said, uh, the only um, um, 
person who's not white is that one, there's a Miss Chow, who he uh, has her over the Department of, um, I need to think about this, she, she, but still, she's still married to one of the main white men in, in the, in the, um, in the cabinet. Right. She's, uh, so, he, she's married to the, uh, the, the majority leader of the Republican Party, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. And, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. And, and the thing about her is that one of the ships owned by her father last year was caught coming over here with tons of cocaine on it. Nobody talks about that. Uh, so, you, know. uh, you see, you see, so, 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 <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're here at 225 CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner. Making it real. Making it real, everybody. You've got to make it real. Because if we don't make it real, who will? And we're here with Alex, and we're just going over some things that we as, you know what, as we, as African-American women, we see what's going on with our African-American men. If our men who are supposed to be, and all men are supposed to be the priests of the household, who's supposed to be a head of the household, supposed to take their stance, take their place, brothers, rise up, rise up. Um, I listen to a number of speakers. I listen to uh, Minister Farrakhan, who is no joke. He definitely is no joke. He just tells the truth and tells it like it is. So many people to listen to this gentleman. We're not asking you to be Islam. We're not asking you to be, you know, to turn from Christianity or or what your religious preference is. We're not asking you to do that. He's not asking you to do that because he preaches on Jesus as well. But when he comes and tells us that we need to respect one another as brothers and sisters, then he's telling the truth. If he comes at us and tells us we need to stop killing one another, what's wrong with you? Pull your pants up. Get the pants out of the crack of your behind and walk up straight like you have some dignity and sense about yourself. Stop showing everything you've got that leaves no imagination to the man. So, you know, when he comes about that way, He's telling the truth. Just like Trump. Hey, I mean, the man, you know, he may not like the man, but there's many things that he's telling the truth. So when we think about, you know, this, this White House has gone back white. Yes, it has. Um, we still need to come together and cross over that line. So... When we think about that, Alex, when you think about because I don't know if you listen to uh, uh, Louis Farrakhan at all, but, you know, Absolutely. I, 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 man, look here, look here. I listen to this man, and I say, you know what, he is just speaking to the black people. He right. speaks to the white people, but he tells the white people, look, um, you know, I'm not going to say what he says because, you know, it's, it's very you know, he, he's just dead. down to the raw bone. He's down to the raw bone. Okay. Well, the, the thing is that the thing is that you know, and I definitely agree with him on this. And you know, I'm not Islam or anything like that because I have my issues with Islam. But that's another topic for another day. But um, mm-hmm. but uh, he he tells it like it is. And my feeling, I, I definitely concur with him. I am not racist against anyone. I have no room to be racist because I have no power to exhort 
over someone else. So that that's that's racism, right? My focus right now and it has always been ever since I've been, you know, and I thank thank God that I've been able to be raised by some strong black people. Um mm-hmm. my focus is is on my people for the betterment of my people. And if you think that me be loving my own people and wanting us to be better people is racist, then I guess I'm racist. <laughs> you know? Because they focus on their people. They want their people to be better. Look at Trump. He has that I learned a new word, nepotism. <laughs> He's getting all his people in office. Um, you know, so I'm focusing on our people. I want to know what we can do. I have some ideas to better ourselves. Um, you know, we're doing it in small clusters across the country, but we got to do more because it's crunch time now. Yes, yes, yes. It is definitely crunch time. So that when January 20th comes and, you know, it's made official, um, he has backtracked on a lot of things. Uh, he's making a lot of people mad. <laughs> But we knew that. You know, when you're out on that campaign trail, everybody promises the moon, the stars, and the galaxy, okay? But when he gets in the office, he's, you know, he's probably saying to himself, what do I get myself into? Well, I so, mean, you know, you know, the president is just a mouthpiece for a government that we don't see on TV, so he's got to go with their agenda. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, hopefully don't, I don't get us in trouble. <laughs> We don't know, you know, even right now, people, you know, this station we are, of course, a radio station that gets, we broadcast worldwide, globally. You know, people are going to have their opinions of things that takes place even on our shows. But when we talk about the things that's going on in this nation, and and what's really sad is that America has become the laughingstock of the globe because of what we're going through. You know, the, 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 oh, um. Things like the, the idiocy sometimes when you think about uh, um, the, the rampant racism still going on and, and how it's really rearing its ugly head even today. I mean, you know, I don't know. Even with this trial, with this, this, this white boy who killed them nine people in that church. Now, he doesn't want a lawyer. You know he's defending himself. He's acting as his own lawyer. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, he's a dummy. That, that's, he's acting out as his own lawyer. And uh, he does have uh, his another lawyer who's going to be assisting him. So he says he's assisting him, but he's going to be on his own. He's his own lawyer. And um, he has the nerve to uh, oust one black juror, and there's no telling how many other uh, jurors that he's going to, you know, say I don't, I don't approve those jurors. As an attorney, they have a right to approve or disapprove of the jurors. So, and it'll tell them how that juror is going to end up. Okay? Now, going on to this other cop who killed the brother, the unarmed brother, who was stopped for a broken taillight. But um, I'm I'm not going to paraphrase with the whole story because there's been so many killings of black African-Americans by police. But uh, you think about um, this one, this particular instance where he ran away and he, his back was turned to the cop, and the cop shot him eight times in the back. Yeah. And then yeah. um, he, and he and, and they was t- tackling for the wrestling for the taser, and when he ran away, the cop shot him, 
And when he shot him, of course, the taser fell to the ground, and he picked up the taser and went and laid it next to the dead body of the, of the black man. And this was caught on video camera. Now, if this were not caught on camera, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, it, it's just sad. And he was fired, of course. He was fired. But he said he was, um, he was uh, fearing for his life. Now, here, this, this man was 18 feet away before this cop started <laughs> shooting him in the back eight times. So if this gentleman gets off, then, you know, as, as so many others have, um, it's, uh, it's a sad state of affairs what's going on. Yeah, but we, but we got to remember in 2006, the, the Supreme Court changed the, the, the law that says the police are here to protect and serve. Their, their job is to enforce the law, not to protect and serve. So no longer are they here to protect and serve. They are here to enforce the law. That is on the book. That is on the book. Yeah. But the thing of it is, they're killing unarmed people. Right. They're shooting unarmed people in the back. Right. Okay. So if that's in the law, it needs to change. Well, the thing the thing is that that's why I said, you know, we don't have enough representatives in these places to be able to make a difference, right? We have representatives, but those representatives are not enough. We need to educate our kids. Like I said, it's going to take us some time. Tomorrow is not going to be different if we start today. Next day may not be different, but over time, if we do the things that we're supposed to reinvest in our communities, right, uh, get people who want to do something to do something, encourage our kids to go on certain career paths. Look at the Chinese. They they put their kids on a career path, and they make them stick to it. It's like we need more lawyers. We need more educators. We need more politicians. That's what we have to do. We have to do something and demand things from this country to make ourselves better. And if we don't do that and we just keep complaining about it, then we're going to be in the same situation, and people are just going to pass us by. We're going to be down at the bottom looking at them. we got to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Rossum's Corner. Here with my sister Alex and my daughter Alex. We're going over some stuff that's really, really need to be discussed as a people. Um, I'm not going to have a long show tonight because we got this show coming up. And, of course, we're going to have the Five Tempting Men. we we'll do the Temptations Review. They are off the chain. Of course, I will be on the ticket as well, uh, doing a tribute to the ladies of Motown. Uh, we're going to have Michael Ingram, who's our doo-wopper, and we're going to have a comedian. So it's going to be a good show, great show. It's going to be December 9th at the Space at 624 South Pacific Avenue in San Pedro, California. I encourage everyone, hey, you guys need to come out because it's going to be a great show. And there's going to be two showings. So you want to come out to the first one or you want to come out to the second one, okay? And go to our website at www.t25cl.com and you'll see the flyer there and it'll have all the information. Tickets in advance is 25. Tickets at the door is 30. So, look, it's going to be great. It's not much. Hey, you're going to have a great time. 
So do we have anything else we want to cover, Miss Alex? I mean, it's uh, this is a great topic, but uh, well, I mean, that, that's what's been heavy on my heart is just really, mm-hmm. you know, where do we go from here? We've been talking about this for, you know, for a while. You know, your show has been a good avenue for us to be able to express our views and you know, um, I think it's a good venue for us to start, you know, everything that you and Chief are doing to, you know, promote music, pr- promote uh, doing good things for people across the world. You know, I want to just say that I really appreciate it. We need more people like you out there. And, uh, you know, I just really want us to just um, do something concrete on the ground. You know, you guys started with the the space to give people an opportunity to come and showcase their talent and really appreciate that. I enjoyed the preview of United We Stand. I'm doing my part to try mm-hmm. to promote it because I think it's a great, a great, great thing that you guys are doing, using your talents that God has given you to make a difference in the world. So I just want to thank you for doing your part. Oh, thank you so much, and I appreciate you so much for, for the support and for the, you know, uh, just loving and spreading the word and everything, you know, and we look forward to doing even greater things um, and just uh, moving it forward and paying it forward. You know, that's what it's all about. It, you know, that's what it starts here. You know, we, we, we want so many people to do so much, but it starts with, with us as individuals and uh that's the one thing that uh, Andre and myself and uh, Ricardo, we, we look for this company to build and to be strong and to be that example of black businesses that are trying to, that are, we're not trying, that we are, you know, making an imp- impact, making our footsteps in this world, and we're going to continue to do so, you know. So um, I'm glad we had this discussion, Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I want you to go to our, our other shows. On Monday night, we have Lorenzo Elvis Murphy on Monday with Compton Politics. Of course, we have Ms. Barbara McGee and Rodney Best with Straight Talk from the Higher Brush. And then my show's Wednesdays. And, of course, Thursday, we have Dr. Nanano Kwaku and Corey Jeffries with Soul Vibrations. And then, of course, wrapping up the week on Friday, we have none other than Sandra Keys with the Keys to the kingdom, uh, talking about the gospel music and everything that's going on there. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun, but we've got to run. It's been a great show. So, Alex, thank you for calling in. Love you. Thank love you, you. Love thank you. you. Love you, too, Mom. All right, and we'll talk soon. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. Everyone have a safe and good night. Good night, everybody. Good night.